Welcome to Ojibwe Stories, Gaganunida. I'm your host, Eric Reddix. Our guests today are Lee Staples, or Obazan, a spiritual advisor for the Malax Band of Ojibwe, and Chato Gonzalez, Obazan's apprentice and translator. Chagwana 
Anishna Nishinabeva Mia Wayang Okeasa Dina Angwa Matu Dino Obe Madi City Yoga Shimini Gosi Do Nishinabe with me you Skin Abjitudo Dinwe Wino Nishinabe and Nancy Kage Dinna say market no true in the bim we do the okay and the shinabe gamin goes at me no na the moajin ma pinchina bim we najin. Skedash yo dibishkugo we sagenda ma o pinchina ayad yo ma in the bim we do siga on the shinabe gaino on the good and on money dona. Me the shima, we me the shima neighbor on the shina big eye pie waited oh. Minikoyan, Gima mood and naga nood gago and abjitud nonguma. When the nigai got on the shina beam. Me ma, when Jack pie wait bangigo ma in the minokago da in the minawana gwendang. Me ma. When Janansa Kung Gama Pisa when go when the we suckish cargong nooja and I wanted to kea guys mean to go as a deal in the Shinabe and a Kagwadi gives Me ma Me gay ma it went to Kamak Nepa on the Shinabe also Bishko wani anga ske hani de go empada nakita onishinabe ginundamen ne poa haya onishinabe ma enesami kang ilmini koyo nako ge enesami kang onojo enabjitudo nongoma obe madisit ske gayo bjish kai gasata ge geta mashkawama kat mongom in the abjitudo, be madisid, neighbor nisiguna. You dibishku, zama mamuti, you. Me, you. Me, nikai good, naguga nisigud. Ye deskaye. Oh, me gaye ma. Dibishku, skegi kupitain me going on, shinabe, yangi on when me going. Oh, no, Jerky, going me, ma. Dibishko, ma. In a deep waiter, oh, and oh, Abishkiweda. Gupa disward me the shokea is a bimu to a deal be mad sward. And the gupa discago wad you an object to wad. Me to go on in the Panama. And the Gagwin or Napa or Gagwin was she way be the gay word to be school and we suckish cargo water you KI shipping out to support me or between a dishima in a hundred two what oh gosh mean goes young and shinabe young 
So Bazan um, last um, talked about what he considers a lost spirit camp. These are the ones that kind of um, they don't go either way. They don't necessarily believe in what the in the white man ceremonies or you know hold them at high regards or nothing. But at the same time, they don't hold our Anishinaabe ways in high regards either. They're just kind of in between. They don't know where to go. It's like they're in limbo. They just they're lost. They need some kind of uh, support system and there is none as a as a result and you know he talked about um you know as anishinaabe we have the spirit within us you know that's a spirit that we have to nurture we have to take care of and that, that spirit is anishinaabe and when we don't follow our ways we don't follow our teachings we don't speak our language we hurt that spirit within us and that spirit's always looking for something looking for help you know and they're looking for our for our ceremonies, our way of life, but those people that are lost, they just don't know necessarily know how to how to feed that spirit, and as a result, they um, a lot of them go to alcohol and drugs for that, you know. And there's a lot of happiness and whatnot within our ceremonies, and at the same time, they go to our alcohol and drugs for that quick high and that quick uh, good feeling, you know. Today, especially today, the drugs are getting harder and harder and stronger and. We have a lot of deaths, you know, a long time we had a long time ago we had a lot of deaths from alcohol, but today more and more, you know, these deaths from uh, overdoses are overpowering all that drinking that had Nishinaabe had did a lot a long time ago and a lot of ODs, um people are shooting up a lot of these drugs and 
heroin and methamphetamines and cocaine, stuff like that, and, and it's killing our Anishinaabe people, you know. We hear almost daily on one of our reservations somebody's dying because of overdoses of these drugs. When you take a look at that, you know, a lot of these Anishinaabe, you know, they, they internalize a lot of that. They were always looked down upon it. They were worthless. They weren't capable of any kind of success, and and they believed that, and they internalized that, you know, and there's a lot of depression because of it. When they start using these drugs and alcohol, is these things are causing more depression. So, you know, you take those two things together, and they're, they're raising heck, causing all kinds of problems within their reservations. And, and it's not until those people that are that are lost, that are in limbo, come back to our ways, our Anishinaabe ways, that they'll be helped. You know, that is what helps us. That is what gives us that happiness or that peace within. That's what nurtures our Anishinaabe spirit that we have within. And Thakbori is always happy to see the Anishinaabe come back to our ways. And this is what we were taught. This is what they were given. This is what we were given. And this is what we need to embrace. And there's a lot of loss to Anishinaabe. You know, there are a lot of people in prisons. We have a lot of Anishinaabe that are in prisons. A lot of Anishinaabe that are killing each other on our reservations as a result. And as you talked about last time, as far as forgiveness and compassion, we have to forgive them and have compassion for them. And at the same time, this is not their fault. You know, a lot of this was passed down, historical trauma, as you talked about. And we need to have compassion for them and help those in the Shinabe that are in, in limbo and help bring them back and show them what our ceremonies can do for them and can really bring them true happiness versus those alcohol and drugs. This is Ojibwe Stories Gaganunanada, a program of Ojibwe culture. Our guests today are Lee Staples, or Obazan, a spiritual advisor for the Mille Lacs Band of Ojibwe, and Chato Gonzalez, Obazan's apprentice and translator. Anishinaabega when the debut tawajik no wabishki win um go when the pite na magic no chmukuman and kenagego oh chmukuman is a chigate guy no own way was at me with the chish pimming a tuwada cha pite na moa then the moada and on the wind the moada Unishinabe guys in the own way was it now. Me to go walk with you two out and go on the Shinabe Gama. A not as a jiggy okay, me oh. When the Angwami two out okay, the Bishko, the Chumokaman, we wad, our So we go down to two see now, I shall not go to I went to the house. I was in 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 the house. I was Ni gan si an di bisku we we ni dan gan wen di so an di ni bi ma di bi ma ba mi it di so an di ang wa mi tu an o 
Mi <laughs> 
So, Obazan uh, just got done talking about the last spirit camp, and in this uh, section, he's talking about what he considers the hanger on the fort camp. These are those Anishinaabe that just hang on everything the white man says and does, and it's like they just follow them around and they hold them up high, put them on a pedestal, and it's almost like that's their God, that's their higher power. You know, eventually, a lot of these Anishinaabe, they don't even believe they're Anishinaabe anymore. They just fully adopt the white man's ways, the white man's way of thinking, their traits. He talked about um, how he goes into restaurants and gets something to eat. and You'll be seated next to the white man. And, oh, they'll just be talking just loud and going 100 miles an hour. And he says they sound like a bunch of uh, blackbirds, you know, they're just a bunch of crows. It's almost like they're they're scared of silence, you know. They have to anytime there's a little space of silence, they they have to fill that void. And and Shinabe wasn't always like this, you know. He always remembers those old people that raised them. They'd have visitors. They'd come over, and you know, they'd sit across from each other, and they might visit for a little bit, a little while, eat, drink something. And after a while, they'd just be sitting there. They wouldn't even talk, but they would just sit there, even a long period of time, even just sit there enjoy each other's company and after a while they'd get up and they'd go home you'd ask them why didn't you guys talk you know why why you just sit there but that's all they needed they were content just to be in each other's presence you know they didn't have meaningless conversations you know they talked about what they needed to talk about and and that was it and if they didn't they were okay just being in each other's presence that was good enough for them but when you're on these anishinaabe that he considers or hang around the fort they're not like that. They're just like the Chimok. They have to always be talking, always have something to say. And as soon as there is silence, someone picks it up and starts going. They sound like crows and blackbirds just cocking all the time. He just talks about it's hard, you know, seeing people like this, you know, it's almost like they're hurting inside. They don't believe in our ways and their spirit's lost and... You know, he talked about oppression and how the white men oppressed the Anishinaabe and looked down at them when at the same time he's hanging on the Ford Indians adopted that same way and they look at their other Anishinaabe, their fellow Anishinaabe, and they look down at them and talk bad about them and think that they're worthless 
you know, now and then you have uh, these uh, hanger on the Ford Indians that come around to our ceremonies, and they always try to bring in a white man's way to the church. They try to blend our ceremonies and say, oh, their ways are better than ours. And they gave an example of um, up in the Leech Lake area for sure and some of those other surrounding communities. They have uh, what they call the Ojibwe singers. And then our funerals, they come into our funerals and they want to sing those hymns. And, you know, a lot of those Anishinaabe, they think they're having a traditional ceremony because they're singing those hymns in Ojibwe. And in reality, they're just totally lost and following the white man's ways you know sometimes when we're out and about doing funerals in different communities people will come up and they'll want to do their eulogies get up and talk and read a poem or talk about the good times they had or whatever and he always tells them no you know they can't that's not allowed you know and the biggest thing you know that they have to remember is that we were given our ceremonies in a certain way you know, these ceremonies were passed down to Obazan a certain way. And if you were to change them and if you were to allow that stuff to happen, then what we'd be telling those spirits, those money is that what they gave us is inadequate, wasn't good enough. So we had to change what they gave us to make it better. And that's something that we can't do. He also talked about a long time ago, or there was a period of time that our ceremonial dances had to go into hiding. You know, they still had them, but they had to hide them. They couldn't let people know. And during that same period, uh, Anishinaabe were given powwows. White men wanted to put on these little shows for them, and they'd dress up in their headdresses and feathers, whatever the white man thought an Indian should look like. That's how they dressed those Indians up. And they were okay doing that because they were getting paid. That's what they wanted to do. But now now you have all these Anishinaabe that just have true faith in these powwows. think that's our original ceremonies. That's what we were given, and they don't even come to our ceremonial dances. And, um... It's got to be hard for them, you know, their spirit inside is lost, they, they're hurting, they're not at peace. and We have to have compassion for them as well, as he talked about, you know, they have to put a tobacco for them that we can't always blame them and say that this is their fault. A lot of this has been passed down, as he continued to talk about this historical trauma, you know, a lot of this was passed down, and, you know, we have to forgive them and we have to put a tobacco for them and, you know, hope, hope one day that they come back to our ways and and realize that what we were given is better for us because that's the way we were given those ways. That's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our guests Obazan and Chato Gonzalez for sharing their stories with us. This is Ojibwe Stories Gaganunda. I'm your host, Eric Reddix. Our technical producer is Chris Harwood. To listen again to past episodes of Ojibwe Stories Gaganunda, visit the programs page at kumd.org and click on Ojibwe Stories. Ojibwe Stories Gaganunida is produced by KUMD and the Tribal Sovereignty Institute at the University of Minnesota Duluth, home of the Master of Tribal Administration and Governance, or MTAG, program, where students learn about leadership, law, sovereignty, and management from a tribal perspective. MTAG was designed by tribes for tribes, currently accepting applications for fall enrollment. More information can be found at umdmtag.org. Funding for Ojibwe Stories Gaganunida is provided in part by the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council and by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Hey, 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 hey.